Welcome to Family Life Today, presented in cooperation with this station by Power to Change. We hope today's program will give you something to reflect on and to encourage you in your relationships. Our hosts are Dave and Ann Wilson with Bob Lapine. We didn't like each other, and we didn't like ourselves, and it just was a a tough time. And a lot of it was because we were just kind of putting on a happy face. Hmm. Uh, Rather than acknowledging that the change we had gone through was hard, Hmm. the loss we'd experienced was real. And once we had people help us understand um, what good (laughs) biblical grief looks like, we could really grieve the things that we had lost. Welcome to Family Life Today, where we want to help you pursue the relationships that matter most. I'm Ann Wilson. And I'm Dave Wilson, and you can find us at FamilyLifeToday.com or on our Family Life app. This is Family Life Today. So it isn't every day. You have a singer-songwriter in the studio at Family Life Today. I'm so excited. And she has her guitar You're so excited because somebody else is playing the guitar besides me. No, I love that when you play. We can start a band together. That's what we can do. That's what we can do. do. I can get a bass. But we got Laura Story back in the studio at Family Life Today, and she's already got the guitar in her hand. Laura, Um, we're excited that you're here again. Oh, y'all are so sweet. And thanks for having me. It's just sweet to be with you guys. It's fun. Yeah, so what are we going to hear right now? Um, so I have a I have a new song kind of so I have a book out called Yeah, what's it so, called, Laura? Called So Long Normal. And then the song is called Hello Unknown. And so it's for anyone that has kind of been forced to embrace a new normal and then even asking the question of when are things going to get back to normal. We we kind of all realize oh, yeah. we're so prone to want things to be um to be normal again or want things to be sturdy again. So this song talks about just the excitement of God's plan being bigger than just returning to normal. Mm. And I think it's Ephesians talks about God doing exceedingly more than we can think or ask. Ephesians 3.20, it's one of my favorite life verses. You're reminded that normal is way too small for Mm. God, for what God has in store for his children. So this is kind of a fun, hopefully a song to get people excited about uh, leaving normal. I'm grown accustomed to the way things are. my heart it's easy it's easy I like the solid ground beneath my feet the kind of road that someone else paved before me I need a plan that both my eyes can see but you called me
get the heart The very trials you would use to refine me There's beauty you create through every scar Talk to us about what that song means to you, because you've walked through, we all have, Leaving Normal, as you write about So Long Normal. How do you get an excitement about the abnormal? I know yeah. it's not abnormal, but it's not normal, so you got to I mean, it's hard to write a song in a positive note of what we've been through, but you're always looking at, no, what is ahead? Mm-hmm. And this is a good place to be that we've left normal. And one of your lines was, we're free-falling. Yeah. Into Jesus. And I, I don't want it to sound like I haven't grieved at all. The yeah. loss yeah. of, I mean, we're calling it normal here, but the loss of things, whether that's with COVID or even with our own story with Martin and I and the things we've walked through with our marriage and our family with his brain injury. Because I think at the very beginning of it all, we spent our first like four or five years in a little bit of a denial it's not even so much we were in denial, but as believers, we didn't know how to grieve. We, mm. <laughs> we knew that we had gone through this complete change and where our expectations seemed to have been um, dashed in a lot of ways and um, everything about our future ended up looking different. But as believers, I think we kind of felt like we needed to just kind of put one of those Romans eight twenty eight bandages on it and go, yeah. 
We believe all things working together for good. We trust God. Well, even James, consider it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials. And and when you're not counting it all joy, you just kind of feel like, well, I'm I'm a lousy Christian. I must not trust God. And Hmm. so it was probably five years into things with Martin's brain injury that we kind of were at the place both in our marriage and in our personal lives where we were just kind of putting on a happy face hmm. uh, rather than acknowledging that the change we had gone through was hard. Hmm. The loss we'd experienced was real. And once we had people help us understand um, what good <laughs> biblical grief looks like, we could really grieve the things that we had lost. So what what does that look like? One thing, acknowledging that that grief is not the opposite of faith. Hmm. I think for a while, I, for some reason, I just thought I can't be sad about what's happened if I really trust that God's going to work it together for good. One psalm that was especially helpful, Psalm 13, where the psalmist uh, says things to God that I was like, are you allowed to say that? <laughs> it was like a bad Facebook rant. And I'm going, how did that get in the Bible? But he, he says, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Honestly, he was just being honest about how weary his soul was. And and you see that in different places in the Psalms. Did you read that and think, that is me. That's exactly what I feel. Yes, because there are so many moments when we're honest that it does feel like God's hiding from us. Right, right. Or it does feel like he has forsaken us. Like we know that his promises are true, but somehow... Um, we can't quite figure out why it it doesn't seem to be applying to me in this particular situation. I'm thinking of the people that have lost loved ones with COVID, yes. and they couldn't even be with them. Like yes. that deserves to be grieved. You're saying yes, especially when you're thinking about okay, God, I know that He has this plan for abundant life for me, and then you're in, you're going through this situation where your husband has this brain injury that that you've prayed and prayed every day for God to heal, and He hasn't yet. And you're going, God, it really does feel like you have forsaken me. And so I think being able to be honest about that was really helpful. But I love even in that psalm, uh, this psalmist doesn't stop there. Yeah, I was just looking at it. Yes. And it's, it's six short verses. You right. Yeah, you have time to stop. Whatever you're doing, just stop and read, read it right it, now. Read it, Dave. Read it to us. Okay. <laughs> well, Give right? me a moment Do here. I'm, I'm grieving through this whole process. <laughs> Uh, and it is written by David, but it says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? That's just two verses. Hmm, yeah. And then verse 3, Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Lift up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. And then the last two. It's like two, two, two. Yeah. Last one turns. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Well, when you think about kind of what David lays out there, he begins his worship of God with honesty. Hmm. He begins it with his grief. It's not that we have to check it at the door and put on smiley faces when we come into church. Yeah. But he's honest with God about the sorrow that he feels, but he doesn't stay there. You know, the Bible talks about us grieving, but not as those without hope. I love just the, even the progression there 
of, okay, so what's, what's our role in this? We're honest before God, and then we trust. He said, I've trusted your loving kindness. My heart will rejoice in your salvation. And then I think this is especially uh, <laughs> special for me because it says I, I will sing. I thought of that for you too. Yeah, because you have dealt bountifully with me. And it's like he's turning around and looking at his life and God's track record of faithfulness. And he says that is worth singing about. And I think sometimes when we read a psalm like that, we tend to think it's quick. Mm-hmm. It's six verses. So verse one, he's how long? Verse six, he's trusting and singing. And you're like, that took two minutes, three yeah. minutes. But it often can take days, months for you. It took years. It takes years for yeah. all of us. But I think it's also like I uh, I appreciate the progression in the psalm. But I don't, it's not necessarily that he moved from a place of grieving to a place of rejoicing. Mm. I think what I've learned is you can, yes, these things can happen simultaneously. And your praise can begin prior to you understanding why the things that are happening to you are happening. Your praise is, it's kind of your response in the waiting. Worship isn't this thing you do after God's explained it all. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, it's this thing, you know, especially like I think about the life of Job. Hmm. It's not at the end that he says, though you slay me, I'll worship. It's not when he begins to see God's hand more clearly. It's in the midst of it. He says, the only way I'm going to get through this is to continue to sing. And for me, as I've just five years, I, I talked about, you know, us kind of hitting a really hard season for each of us personally and for us in our marriage. And I wrote... I'll say a journal entry that ended up being a song. And it was probably the most honest and the most vulnerable I've ever been in songwriting. But it was a song called Blessings. And I began by talking about just my fears and my doubts and then asking these questions of, you know, God, is it possible that you that you could use all of this pain for your glory? Is it possible that it's the sleepless nights that are actually providing me that closeness that I've so long prayed for to have with you? It was that song, again, not writing about something, some truths that I've mastered, but I feel like it's what God knew that I needed to sing night after night for the next 10 years. And because mm-hmm. it's not about Everything's resolved and my soul can be okay. It's, no, no, no. As long as I have the Lord, as long as he is with me, as long as I'm clinging to his promises, things don't have to be okay in order for me to be okay. The first time I heard that song, Laura, I can remember where I was. And funny how songs Hmm. you kind of connect. I remember I was driving on the highway and I turned, because I had never heard it, it was new, I turned it up and I just wept because I was Hmm. thinking, whoa, Someone's being incredibly honest of what this feels like when you're in pain. I mean, there's so much truth, even the line, what of a thousand sleepless nights? I mean, I hear that and I'm like, oh, no, no, I don't want a thousand sleepless <laughs> nights. But yeah. the the presence of God in that is even worth it. Mm. Tell us tell us the story about your kids. Uh, well, well, it's not even really about my kids. It's more about me and mm. how... You know, you find out more about what you believe when you have kids. Because <laughs> you, you see what you're modeling. Because they'll really show they you how it out. 
yeah, oh, they will call, they will definitely call it out. And one of the verses that I've been thinking about more now being a parent is in Romans 5, where Paul talks about rejoice in your suffering because suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And it's so often as a parent, like I want to see my kids grow in those virtues, like of endurance and character. And, and can I just put them in a Sunday school class to, to teach them these things? Because as a mom, you don't want them to go through pain. No. And that's the thing. And it's been, um, so that's been hard thinking about with my kids that my job isn't necessarily to um, protect them from suffering or to teach them to wiggle out of right. situations that are hard because I truly want to see that in their lives. But I'm just as guilty. I'm just as guilty of of wanting to learn things like endurance and character and hope, you know, through the latest Bible study or, you know, yeah. <laughs> if I could just, if I could just learn these things some other way, but scripture is so clear and not just there, but throughout scripture talking about that deep work of the spirit that comes only through how we meet with God in our suffering. Are you different based on the suffering that you've been through? Oh, absolutely. Who, I'm, who would you be if I'm, you hadn't gone through it? Man, and, and I'm certainly not as different as I wish I was. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly not as much like Jesus as I wish I was. But there has been somewhat of a freedom. You know, at the Proverbs 31 woman who laughs at the days to come. There's been somewhat of a freedom when your life <laughs> gets knocked so far off the tracks <laughs> that, <laughs> that you, you know, you think of this idea of, you know, as a family trying to keep up with the Joneses. The Joneses are like, they're like on a different planet. Like it's not even, <laughs> our life looks so different than most people's lives that that's not even an option for us. And there's something that's freeing about that. Hmm. Um, there's something that's freeing about how we have to function because of my husband's disability, okay? So we have one driver in the family. Martin's unable to drive because of his vision, so we do less activities. I don't think we're going to get to heaven and go, oh, I just wish I had been busier. (laughs) And God's not saying, wow, too bad, guys. I planned for you to do a lot of activities. That is exactly right. Or or with Martin with his disability, sometimes we we just can't move at as quick of a pace. It's just how we are. And so we we find ourselves just going at a, at a slower pace sometimes, and that's always a blessing. We've learned so much about how our greatest fear having kids was how Martin's disability would negatively affect our children. Hmm. Okay? That was Martin's greatest fear. I knew God would take care of it, but I think if, when I'm really being honest, that was a big fear of mine as well. And what we're seeing and learning is, yes, things look different for our kids. Yes, there's limitations that we can't, we're not going to sugarcoat. But Martin's disability has been one of the clearest ways Hmm. we have seen God work in our family. Hmm. It's been one of the clearest ways we've seen God work in the lives of our children. I was picking up Josie from preschool. This was a few years ago. And I take my kids on the road with me. So we'll be on the road until like late at night or early in the morning, however you want to, yeah. however you want to see it. And we had had one of those where I brought Josie to preschool on 
probably five hours of sleep, you know, terrible mom. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But I was picking her up and the teacher said, hey, can I, can I speak to you a second? Oh, boy. Oh, no. I'm like, no. And she pulled me aside and she said, I want to brag on Josie for a second. And I'm thinking, okay, this is not at all what I was expecting to hear. <laughs> and she tells me about a boy who was joining their class who had some pretty severe learning disabilities and how Josie had been so just kind of attuned to making sure he was getting in the line when he needed to, make sure he was keeping up with everything. And the question she asked me, <laughs> question she asked me, she said, so what have you done as a mom to teach Josie to be so compassionate towards people with disabilities? <laughs> and I just, I wanted to laugh. And then that week I had just had such a tough week. I think I had been driving around so much and I had been working so hard. And sometimes it's like, God, I know you're working it all together for good somehow. <laughs> but I'm just not seeing it. Uh, but she asks me this and I had an opportunity to say to her, I don't know if you know, but my husband has a brain injury and pretty severe learning disability. And that is what God has used to develop that character, that endurance, and that hope in our children because he promises he's not going to waste our suffering. Yeah. He's going to use it. I remember Chuck Swindoll years ago, I heard him say, your pain will never be in vain. Yeah. And I've heard so many pastors, and Dave, you said this, is our pain when we give it to God can become our platform in some ways. Like I've been thinking about your daughter. Who knows what God will do with that and their, your kids, their heart and compassion, you know? God yeah. is shaping them and their character in these beautiful ways yeah. that you would have never chosen for your... Absolutely not. You would have never chosen that for mm -hmm. you guys. And yet God and His goodness and His mercy will use that for good. Amen. I'm so thankful that He does. Thank Dave and Ann Wilson, along with Bob Lapine and their team, for another edition of Family Life Today. Although our programs are produced in America, the issues facing families like forgiveness, communication and taking care of our kids transcend national borders. These issues profoundly affect relationships everywhere. In Australia, family life is known as Power to Change and our mission is to effectively develop godly families, the kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. If you'd like to listen to today's program again, Visit our website families.powertochange.org.au and select the podcast tab where you will find the previous fortnight's programs available. Until tomorrow at the same time, God's richest blessings on your family. Music.